Hi, welcome back. This is the Sisters Are In. I feel like we've been doing this for years. I said earlier, but it hasn't been. It's been days. It's been fun. But I'm having a blast. Yes, we I'm have had a, a lot of positive feedback. We just did our first Facebook Live. And although nobody watched at the time, we got a lot of feedback about two minutes after. We're, I'm so excited. You're just excited you know what Facebook Live is. <laughs> So I'm Donna, and this is Kathy, my sister. And uh, today we're going to talk about Stupid. quite a few things. Oh and um, the subject at hand we've decided to get this ball rolling with is another one that Kathy was emphatic about. It was. Expectations. The theme is expectations. I think this also comes up a lot. But I do want to talk about how our week was, because I like to oh. just touch base. I actually haven't seen you. Right. Because you were on vacation. Yeah. And while, while you, you had <laughs> surgery. It's like every week Donna's on vacation. And every week I'm going through something <laughs> something really tough. Aww. I was going, it was tough. But it, the good news is it was on my hip. So, uh, but th I have to say that I'm experienced. I had a new experience this week that. Oxycontin I is awesome. <laughs> that, is that so your experience? Good. It was so, I never, I, know, it's really I never. Good stuff. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I what you know, do you do? <laughs> I don't drink and I don't smoke. So I don't even like take medicine. The medicine I have to take sometimes. But I have to say that uh, I really have enjoyed <laughs> because today <laughs> I didn't take it all day because we were doing the podcast. I didn't want to do it stoned. Right. Although I don't know if that would have been more entertaining or not. But I do have an issue with being high because I just can't seem to get myself in control when I'm high. Yeah. I have a really funny story no. about that. I'm no. telling the story. I don't know yes. which one it is, yes, but I'm saying. It actually involves Sophie. <laughs> I tell this story all the time. I was, and I actually just told the story to the story? people I was staying with. I'm uh, all sweaty. I'm sweaty. Oh, my God. Is that a side effect of detox? I know. I think you're, jo you're jonesing. Am I itching? I don't itch yet. <laughs> When Sophie was about seven years old and I was uh, in charge of putting her on the school bus, one day she said to me in the morning, Aunt Donna, and she knows I never lied to her. And oh, Sophie God. as a child challenged me with the most upsetting questions ever. Her first day of kindergarten, she came home and asked me, Aunt Donna, did white people own black people? Like, that was her first day of kindergarten That would question. be her question. It was a killer. But we went to the library and sat on the floor do you remember that? We watched slides, slide strips. You're such a good aunt. About such a good slavery. Aunt. Yes. And it was really good, like for kids with Whoopi Goldberg. Anyway, whatever. I'm going to add on so, to your story after that. Go so, ahead. anyway, Sophie says to me at seven years old, Aunt Anna, did you do drugs? <laughs> yeah. And I said, okay, well, <laughs> yes, I did. And I'm going to tell you something nobody ever tells you. They're awesome, <laughs> oh they're my great. God. You're going to you're going to feel so great. She's 5 years old. She's 7 years old. Let's be clear. <laughs> Let's be clear she was 7. Uh no wait, Donovan was 2, so she was 9. All right, so she was 9 cuz oh, we good, were yeah. in the apartment. That's such a step maturity yeah. in anyway, understanding. But here's here's what I told her. I said uh there are drugs that you are going to take at some point in your life and you're going to feel like you can fly, you're so creative, you're so pretty, you're, um, you can sing well, um, everything is going to taste good and look good and feel good. However, you will not be able to control 
the time when all of that does not happen and all of the things that you're afraid of come true. And at the time, she had this like thing about the closet in her room. And I said, you know that thing in the closet, your room you're scared of? <laughs> that thing's going to live in your pocket all day. You will not be able to get rid of it. You will not be able to feel like you can breathe. And you will feel like you're going to die. And you're going to feel like I'm going to die. And you're going to feel like it will never go away. And guess what? Sometimes it never does go away. So I'm when so it serious. happens, you have a choice. You can take the white path or the dark path. That's, that's what drugs are. And you're going to have to make that choice when you're old enough. But no one ever tells you that there's a good path, that there's a fun path. Mm -hmm. So Sophie took that in. And then when I got home from work, you said to me, why did you tell Sophie that drugs are good? <laughs> <laughs> but so we shelved that. Okay. So that <laughs> happened. We got over that. And fast forward, I don't know a few months and you were working at a school and you fainted at school. Oh, yeah. Jess and I were just talking about that. Right. That's so weird. That's the we first time we, I met them. Right. right. And so weird at the school. Um, if you hit the ground, you immediately, you know, go by ambulance to wherever it turned out you just had labyrinthitis. However, you were kind of out of it when you oh got God. to the hospital and you're kind of a big girl. And so the people at the ER <laughs> dosed you according to your weight, not knowing that if you take Tylenol PM, you're <laughs> out for days. Like <laughs> knowing that I am if you a have weight. one sip of margarita, you're taking your bra. Off. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy that happens. So that does are, happen. You are one no of, bra. <laughs> no, no bra. bra. Nobody wants no. that in public. Well, maybe. I mean, it is a crowd pleaser, <laughs> but not all the time. Not when you're with not your at, family. Not at Sears. <laughs> <laughs> not at Applebee's. Right. <laughs> so, so the people gave you very heavy Dramamine. Yeah, they drugs, gave me like Dramamine. A sedative, right? I was Dramamine. At work. I had a show uh, during the day that I was helping oh out God. with, and Dad had to come get you. Yes, he did. So dad went and picked you up mm -hmm. and you were out of your mind. I was out of I the control. I wasn't there, but. Yeah, out of the control. So when I got home, uh, I was told that you tried to Poop take on your. Poop <laughs> Yeah, you tried to take your pants off in the driveway. You told dad that the people were coming to get you. And, her, and Sophia, and she so looked like Sophie an alien. <laughs> So Sophie came home from school. You thought that Sophie was an alien and you started crawling around the living room floor and dad was so afraid you were going to poop on the living room floor. <laughs> he would never recover. He would never, never. He was like, this no, no, my no, dad. no, no, no. This is my dad who never saw us naked. Never, ever, 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 ever. Modesty was a very important uh, value to dad. So so this is all happening. You finally calm down. When oh I get God. home from work, you're God. finally sleeping. And Sophie's sitting on the floor by you. And I had heard all this hoopla over the phone. Mom's mm -hmm. calling me saying, you're not going to believe you what happened doctor. It was to Kathy. It was and I get home and I was like, oh, my God, what happened? And Sophie pointed her thumb at you and went, dark path. <laughs> <laughs>
So the last time that I ever did drugs was long moons ago with my ex. I have to tell you, when you break up with somebody or a friendship, you're more sad over the family you're going to lose <laughs> and not the people. I was so in love with his mom. She was like maybe 400 pounds and she always smelled so good and she had the oxygen and she had the sparkly white hair and she had these sparkly blue eyes. And I remember having a really hard time and I didn't know that he was a pothead. So again, here's my naivete. And he said, here, smoke this, you'll feel better. I was like really having a stressful time. And then as soon as I finished, I said, I don't really do this a lot. So I guess we're just going to hang out at home. He gets a phone call of family members in the hospital. And he's like, get in the car. We have to go because, you know, family members in the hospital. <laughs> I said, and I'm now reaching the point of high. I said, is your mom going to be there? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. And they called her Gam. And yeah, Gam's going to be there. I said, oh, okay, I'll go. Right? Just like that. And I remember this because I was really, anyway. We go in the hospital room, she's in the corner, and there she is sitting there, and she looked like an angel to me. And she had that neck, that soft neck, and I remember <laughs> going to her, hugging her really slowly, and I was like, Oh my God. Oh, Kim. Oh, Kim. Oh, Kim. Oh, you smell so good, Kim. You're so soft. While you're I, kissing her neck? Yes. I was weirdo. like making out with her oh. neck. And I remember him kind of pulling me off and her giggling and me going, I love you, Kim. <laughs> Kim. <laughs> and I remember doing that. Oh, Kim. Kim. <laughs> I love you, Kim. So, you smell so good, Kim. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And she, she, she passed away a couple of years ago. I really am sweating. I really think I'm like really. So did she leave you like a letter for no, her long no, lost but, lesbian lover? No, but it was the one thing they talked about in the eulogy of how much I loved her. And they kept going, Cam, Cam, Cam. I was like, oh, my God. She was the best. She was the best. And I'm glad it was with her. And that was the last time I said, because I start making out with people and I just can't right now. I just can't go around doing that. No, no. <laughs> mm -mm. So I no, just, I choose not, a not good to. Yeah. So I choose not to do that. However, because now, what have I done? So I don't think however, so. However, now I don't you're recovering so. from. When did we go to the buffet? You're what not on mic, so. What buffet? The buffet. I don't. I'm denying it. I don't know what she's. Oh my god! About. <laughs> <laughs> we ate the edibles. We ate the edibles. Nothing happened to me. That was, well, it happened to me when I was, we were at the apartment in Jersey and then you guys took me to the buffet and my whole, the fancy buffet. Oh, the brunch. Yeah. And then yeah, my yeah, elbow yeah. was, I had chocolate. In the chocolate fountain. And the cho you basically yeah. put yourself yeah. in the chocolate fountain. You just. Because the marshmallows are so soft. You're so <laughs> embarrassing. You're so embarrassing. Anyway. So that's my, like, not taking drugs, not liking taking drugs. So when, after the surgery, they were like, listen, you have to do it. And I was like, I can just take naproxen or some Tylenol. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, you have to, you mm -hmm. can't be in pain like that. And it felt really good. And I've been sleeping <laughs> and now is the first day and I'm sweating and I yeah. just don't feel. You gotta be careful. That's why there's an opioid epidemic. Well, that's why I'm not going to do it. I'm, right. I'm not doing it. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. uh-uh. tonight. But the I'm good t- news is, according to your doctor, you can be on the team. I could back I'm skating 12, in twelve weeks. <laughs> I saw a sports doctor because he's the best doctor. I'm like, I don't think I'm like your regular clientele. He's like your perfect clientele, and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be rollerblading in twelve weeks because they have the hockey team, the football team. But he's a great doctor, right? It's like the you know. But I, but will I be able to play the piano or whatever that? <laughs> I was like, I just want to go grocery like shopping. Old I want to go grocery, but you haven't used the cart all the time, leaning on the, the cart. The scooter thing, <laughs> right? The scooter thing. It's embarrassing. Like, beep beep. That was that is the loudest thing in Target. That if you go when on you the back scooter, up, yeah, don't do it. Oh, so I guess anyway, the expectations is there's no expectations when you take narcotics, so don't take narcotics. I'm gonna say just say no. That made no sense. I know. I'm gonna say just say no. No narcotics. So, well, the reason why I wanted to talk about expectations is because expectations is in every conversation I'm having with people who are looking for guidance on. People expect me to behave a certain way. Not me, but in general, this is the statements they're making. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that uh, we want to start talking about is uh, some some people, some of our listeners are parents and some aren't parents, which everybody's a parent. There's children in the world and everybody has a child like inside them. So it's all relevant is that, you know, with Don, with Donovan, uh, he's he's 15. He's special needs child. He's my he's my son. And we talked about how I how when we're we're having a baby, we have the expectation of what they're supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. We have these expectations of what our children are supposed to be. Yeah. We have an expectation how our partners are supposed to behave. Yeah. We have an expectation about, you know, when we work at a job, how things are going to be. And a lot of times I hear, well, I expect my friends or my partner to respect me. And I say, and I, and this is what I say to them. I say, well, having somebody be kind to you and be safe is not an expectation. It's your right. It's, you have a right to be, to feel safe when you're with somebody. You have the right to be respected and you have the right to feel good feelings when you're with somebody. Have it, putting it as an expectation is setting yourself up. Uh, yeah, I agree. So we want to talk about the difference between uh, your right to have uh, your right to feel safe and your right to have uh, good feelings and the expectations of that and why things aren't going your way with expectations. Mm -hmm. So I think this topic is very important. Mm -hmm. It's very important. What are your expect? What when you talk about expectations, what are your thoughts? Well, it's funny when you brought that up about expectations um, and I meditated on it a little bit. It's I, I went, right back to the year after I graduated high school and I did not go on to college and I was a very good student I continue to be a good student I like to learn I um, embrace ideas I love discourse I am constantly trying to discover new things and I've I've always been like that and when I was in high school uh, my English teachers expected me to be a writer, a successful writer. My Spanish teacher expected me to go into college and do Spanish translation. My law teacher expected me to be a lawyer. My um, uh, my art teacher expected me to go into like set design, right? And all of these things are possibilities, and all of these things I 
um, dabble in. I had decided a long time ago that I didn't want to be a lawyer and I didn't want to go into the public sector, uh, you know, as far as like politics, because I interned for two days in high school for a local legislator. And mm-hmm. I realized, God, yeah. it's such a, what bullshit. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's for other people. I mean, bless those that do it. It's not for me. And I remember being very young and having so many adults having a lot of expectations on me. And uh, every step I took as a young person, uh, any adult in a mentor capacity really expected me to excel and continue that trajectory in whatever, wherever I put my energy. And I remember the year after high school, I ran into a couple of teachers or adults in my life and yeah. they all were like profoundly disappointed that I Isn't didn't that, awful? that I didn't go to college. Well, they were just like, oh, that's too bad. First of all, it, I'm 19 years old and personally, that's... I think that unless you're going to learn a very specific skill, I think college is a racket. And um you know, we didn't come from money. I didn't have a specific direction. And my best friend was dying. And I made that my priority. And I felt like, you know, mom said, life is long. School will always be there. You can yeah. step onto that path isn't moving like a moving right. sidewalk. Right. You just step back on the path. Like, right. And I, and I appreciated that um, freedom that my parents gave me. I mean, neither were college educated either. And, you know, mom was pretty much self-made. She, you know, accomplished what she put herself, her mind to. Very resourceful. So um, the idea of um, going on to college, I don't think she wanted me to go to college. That's a a podcast for a saboteur. But um, nevertheless, uh, I always had expectations put on me. Yeah. And and yet, you know, I fast forward and I have... uh, a good life, a fun life. I have a fulfilled life. Even um, there are people who are like, oh, you're so good with kids. You're going to be a great mother. <laughs> and I chose not to have children. I chose to be You're an amazing in- aunt, though. I am. You're an amazing aunt. Yeah. Can't get better than that. So. Can't get better than that. It's funny how, as uh, you know, young people, they just have so many expectations put on you. So I was, uh, so that's what I thought of. Yeah. First of all, I mean, you would be a great mom. I just, (laughs) I just laugh because I know that's not what you want to do. I just want to clarify that. Right. You would be a fantastic anything you put your mind to. Well, that's my point. Yes. And so other people and their expectations can go away. Um, The other thing is, I know that the reason why you wanted to talk about this is one of your strengths has been adapting to having a child with special needs and um, kind of this one expecting a (laughs) yeah (laughs) Sophie no uh expecting I remember that little baby like that Donovan baby and we thought like oh my god he's so cute I just it's gonna be so easy because Sophie was easy and he was so not easy so not easy (laughs) so not easy there's a a thousand stories of having a gazillion um, a gazillion stories of having a special needs uh toddler and uh, and what's interesting I think um I used the metaphor in a, I wrote a short story. um, And one of the metaphors that I use is that when you have a special needs baby toddler, and I was living with you when he was a baby to say that. So I was experiencing the daily. It's like 
um, every day you get a piece of a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. And you put it in your pocket. And every time something odd happens or something profound happens or something upsetting happens, something that's out of the, quote, expected norm, you take a puzzle piece and put it in your pocket and at the end of the day you and i empty our pockets and we just look at these puzzle pieces yeah we don't know what the picture is right we know that there's something we have to solve yeah and we don't know when we're going to solve it we don't know how big the puzzle is and we don't know if other people have pieces and then you find out someone who had uh an hour experience with him had an interesting insight and there's another puzzle piece yeah so by the time your child hopefully is verbal or at an age where he's he or she is very expressive um you're able to start to put those pieces together but uh, you know we're still working (laughs) he's 15 and i figured something i had a puzzle piece but what was interesting about the expectation is that when you have it in your head, how you expect it to go, even like putting the anxiety aside, because, you know, that's a whole that's another podcast of anxiety and such. But, you know, you expect that you're you're going to put this cute backpack on your kid and, yeah. and drop him off in kindergarten. And he's going to have a great day. He's going to wave. He's going to turn around and oh, wave. He's going to be so high instead of the finger. And then, yeah. like, you know, then you're going to have, you know, uh, soccer practice and you're going to uh-huh. go to baseball games or ballerina. If you wanted to be a ballerina, yeah. that to me, that would have been great, too. Mm-hmm. It's just I had these expectations in my head and I I took this really amazing workshop called uh, grieving the loss of a perfect child yeah I don't own that that's out out there and if anybody it's a it's a it's the most amazing workshop and it really opened my eyes and I said isn't that interesting because as I process grieving the loss of the perfect child with a process you go through when you expected your child to be quote unquote normal or healthy or whatever you you know the words are the vocab is um, I also had to grieve the loss of a perfect relationship. Yeah. Because we often do that. We grieve not the person, but we grieve the expectation of what the relationship was supposed to be. And that, that goes across all relationships. I just, all relationships. I have this, I have this ongoing dialogue with my Chris, my boyfriend is that he's such a love. He meets someone at a party and he's immediately like enamored by that friendship and he he wants to um he wants to immediately have a a close friendship with that person so if he sees on facebook that that person like did an activity or whatever he's like why can we wear an invite and i'm like honey that's not we're we're not there yet like you have to you know there are some yeah there are some people who you can expect to be good acquaintances with i have people in my life who when we run into each other on the street, there's no dialogue of like, oh my gosh, we should get together. We miss each other. Because my expectation is we're not going to be in each other's lives that well. But when we do see each other, we'll enjoy the moment and no one's disappointed. Um, so it, there's something to be said about lowering your expectations as like safety plan in general. And and does that bring up pessimistic attitude or optimistic? Right. So that's why I think talking about but the I, difference. But there's realism too. For example, at work, I was at a crossroads at my job years ago, and it was like a light bulb that went over my head. I was like, 
No one has my best interest in mind except me. I expected other people right. to have my best interest. Right. And I think that's the downfall of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And you have to advocate for yourself. I, that's 110%. So I think that's it's, 110%. It's, a, it's a realistic expectation that the people whom I answer to are not thinking about me in their everyday priority list. Well, some people, and then if you hit You're, the lottery and, yeah, you, and you, I did do. the job that I had, not the one where I left because I was too happy, but the next one, I had the most beautiful bosses in the world because you don't leave jobs, you leave people. Mm-hmm. That's the general sense. You yeah. leave people, right? And with this job, I left the job, not the people. It was sad for me to leave the people, but the job wasn't fitting where I was at. And I didn't have any expectations of anybody getting my back. Mm-hmm. I just seemed to just know how to uh, go and do my job, be as professional as possible, give my 110%. And I heard some really great advice on a chew. Isn't that funny? I was, I've been watching a lot of TV. I've been watching a lot of TV. And... And I was watching the chew, and and the one guy that I don't like on the chew said something really great. He's like, you know, just work harder than the ne- the person next to you, and you're going to be just fine. And it's like I always seem to do that. So the expectation I have on myself is not an expectation; it's just what I do. I, I you know, I don't know if that made sense, but it did not. to me, it made sense. It's okay. just, it's just, it's just something you're made of. Okay, <laughs> to Sophie, it made sense. It's just you just that's who you are. You're the same way. If I hire you, Donna, I don't Mm -hmm. expect you to do a job. You do a good job. You do your best because it's just who you are. I don't expect you to do a good job. It's just who you are. I expect people to do a good job that I hire. But I'm very clear with my expectations. And I think that's also um, the downfall of people who are disappointed all the time. Um, uh, You know, like um, you meet a new person, you're dating, you don't have a clear conversation about what you expect from the other. Right. And you're setting yourself up for disappointment. And I think that that's across the board. I think you need to have realistic expectations. And I think you should not put expectations on other people. Well, that, that, yeah, that's the, that to me, that's my point is that I don't, I, it is what it is. And we just go through the process like letting go of expectations was a process that I had to work on. And I think Donovan really helped me with that. Um, I stopped expecting him to act up, mm-hmm. you know, when you have the expectation that you're going to go somewhere and it's going to be a little crazy because I'm setting myself up. I'm just prepared that this is who he is and I'm prepared for that moment. But the moment could be great because then you set the other person up. And I, and I just think it's really important to be clear uh, about what you can accept in life and what you want in your life and the people with you instead of putting all of these expectations on them. Uh, you know, when I think about my marriage, uh, I have no expectations on Henry. Uh, he just does them. And like I said, I have a right. I have a right to be respected. I have a right to be talked to kindly. I have a right to communication. Mm-hmm. I don't have an expectation. It's my right. You don't do that. There's a consequence. And I'm willing to fight for my rights. And I think if you take that, it doesn't have to be so extreme like that, but if that same philosophy it, you, with, is with the person, it seems to flow much better. And with Donovan, I have that too. I let go of my expectation. And he's like, I want to be a police officer. I don't 
<laughs> you really don't want Donovan as a police officer, but I'm not going to say no, because you just can't expect. I don't know. Some miracle could happen and all of a sudden he's coherent and things can start working. I just say, wow, that's a big dream. I, think I like that you're dreaming about things you want to be. And then he says, Mom, I want to, you know, be a janitor. Well, that's what he's doing now to make money. And I don't say, well, you're doing that now. Expect to be that. I say, wow, you're dreaming big. Every idea he has, it's it's an idea. It's a dream. It's not an expectation I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and again, that realism of, you know, him now being older, mm-hmm. just not being on the streets. How about that? How about we yeah. set you up where you can be independent? That's your right. Yeah. I You have the right for me to teach you to be independent. Yeah. You don't expect that of me. That is your right to be taught independence. And I just think it's a great conversation to have. I don't know if you can articulate when you say you have a right. So let's take a a regular um, run-of-the-mill relationship. Mm-hmm. We're going to assume that the couple each uh, are monogamous creatures, right? Mm-hmm. So when you say, so I start dating someone new and I say, um, I expect you to be monogamous with me. Mm-hmm. Is that the same as I have a right for you not to disrespect me? Mm-hmm. What's the difference? I think it's the same. I don't think. I think it's I th- wording in that situation. I, I don't expect because he what if that person I expect that from you and then he's then you're in this relationship and. He has a different epiphany of what his life should be. I'm not going to punish him. If you all of a sudden came to me and said, I can't be monogamous. It's just not the path I want to take. I, how I look at it is I can't expect him to be something he's not. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be disappointed. Right. If you want to be with because me. Because your expectations were too high. Right. What I'm going to say is if I'm in a relationship, if you and I are starting out, I'm going to say monogamy is very important to me. If you want to be in this relationship, that's the path I'm going. How is your path? What is your what is it that you want? And the guy is going to say or the girl is going to say, well, Kath, I think I'm going to go the same way. Monogamy is really important to me. We have a good foundation, but I'm not going to expect you to be monogamous. I don't know what you're going to be in five years. I don't know where you're I don't know where you're going. I don't know what you're going to be thinking. I think that's an expectation. I don't know. I just think I think you're saying the same thing. Possibly. But I if I have did say I had an expectation, I expect people to change. Well, what happens if you don't think people can change? Well, that's on that's somebody else. That's something else. That's that's not my but conversation. I think you can that's, change that's behavior. I don't think else you can change your character. Yeah, I'm talking about me and how I look at expectations and relationships mm-hmm. and how I how I how I want to have a strong, healthy relationship. I want to have a strong relationship with you, Donna. I don't want to I don't expect you to to be here tomorrow i don't expect you to act a certain way i don't expect you to apologize for anything i don't expect you to do anything because if i do that every time you come here you're going to be feeling well what does she want from me now what is it that i have to do different all i want is to have a free-flowing relationship I, ex- I don't have, I just want you to just enjoy the moment, go with the flow, and I expect you to change. I expect that tomorrow that maybe you don't want to do this anymore. I hope not, but I expect that if I have any expectations, change happens. You have the right to change. You have the right to change your mind about things. 
you have the right to not be comfortable in your relationship and want to change it. Mm-hmm. You have the you have that. And if the other person is putting if you're putting an expectation on me, I'm going to fail you because tomorrow I can change my mind. I want that freedom to change my mind. Mm-hmm. I want the freedom to feel comfortable. Yeah, it's um uh I have good friends uh who've been married for a very long time. They're a very strong couple and yeah. I actually look uh, up to them. Yeah. And one time we talked about like, you know, what somebody asked them, what's your secret? And she said, an out is not um, an option. Out is never an option right. for them. They never, ever think that they're going to split up. That's just like not an option for them. And that's their mindset. And I thought about it and I actually have the opposite with Chris. Mm-hmm. We actually, um, we've been together almost 10 years uh, we're not formally married. We're not formally anything, really. Um, we own the dog together. That's about it. Um, and I feel like we always think like we could not be together tomorrow. And since we've had that mindset for quite a few years now, we are actually very nice to each other on a daily basis because if both of us think like, He's not trapped. She's not trapped. Right. We can go. You, you know, we date. We actually are kind to each other. We do nice things for each other. Um, you know, the once or twice a year fights are epic. Mm-hmm. And it's always like, is this it? Is this the, is this where we break up or whatever? And when we decide not to, we actually end up coming back stronger. As that usually is what happens. As the years have gone on, I think our relationship has gotten stronger. Our friendship has gotten stronger. Um, we definitely are not comfortable. And I think it's that's just our success. I'm not saying that uh, that's for everybody, of course. But I do like it that we don't expect to be together tomorrow. That's the point. Yeah. I don't. like that. I have to tell you yeah. that I actually agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... We, it's what what I'm hearing is that it's the foundation. Mm-hmm. You laid out a foundation with Chris yeah. that you both agreed on. I have the same fa- my our foundation is like your fa- we don't want it. We don't want to get divorced. Right. I, we absolutely are in love with each other. I just think he's the best. He, we're friends first before anything, and we're very upfront. There's no secrets. It's honest. It's just as it is what it is. The expectation is though tomorrow could is that the world is open. The yeah. world is free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would love him no matter what. If he came tomorrow and said, this isn't really working, let okay, what can we do? What's happening? And if I did that, I know he'd love me anyway because our foundation is that we decided we were going to be friends no matter what. And and that was it. And then everything just kind of organically happened. Oh, Chris totally expects me to set all his fucking shit on fire. <laughs> There's none of that. There's none There's of that. There's not going to be a... No he, kindness. He could very much... He could very much... Uh, uh pissed me off to that point i we don't we're we're i think that i think oh, that's that? worse i think that's where we'll be friends no matter what no matter what i just love i just love the guy I think yeah right awesome. now right no, now I, I, listen we, things we could change you just said that five things seconds could change. ago things, could, things change. could change and you could set all of this shit on fire in the driveway i'm just saying that's a possibility right isn't that what you said anything could happen tomorrow, could happen Kathy. tomorrow. it's not what happens to you it's how you handle it i didn't come up with that but i know that's the case <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm sweating so bad. Oh my, oh god. my god, I'm so You're like drugstore cowboy oh right my in front god, of me. It's... 
And Sophie's free. I'm like sweating. No, it is warm in here. That's it's okay. It's really um, doing pretty good. We digress. Doing pretty good. So that that's the, the talk about expectations. What I've been just really loving is our listeners. I've been getting some serious feedback about you guys listen to Boundaries and how you incorporated that in your daily life. And it's like, hey, Kath, get, you know, having casual conversation. And you remember you said about boundaries. Well, I incorporated that at work and this is what I did. So I just want to say thank you for listening. And I'm glad that if you got one thing out of this, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of expectations, we had zero expectations about we had zero. this we were podcast. Just... <laughs> we were so happy when Sophie knew how to hook up the microphones. <laughs> so great. <laughs> and now fast forward only a few weeks and the feedback has been really has spectacular. has been so awesome. Really I just great. so grateful. Which brings us to our, our current um, project. Sophie's working on it right now, which is we're going to try to get on iTunes. Um, but in the meantime, we'll keep you posted about that. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So Kathy's shuffling some cards here. Now, we've had a very rough weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, there's been, you know, the biggest mass shooting in the United States. Uh, you know, pretty this much. Is just, it's just sad. It's just sad. And our sister lives in Vegas, and it was just like... I don't know. I, I, I don't like talking about politics and religion. Like right now, I'm like thinking about Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium, because I just I just totally was been binge watching her on TLC. <laughs> Listen, if she had to compare to her is like she is like the gold medalist at the Psychic Olympics. <laughs> she i am the gold medalist in the javelin yeah but i don't like but she's the, she's in say, swimming she's in swimming she's i can like, understand the one-on-one connection but i really feel very uncomfortable when she's in a big group i don't know she, she does fishes. arenas yeah i don't think she fishes i think she points at someone I see this is why fishes. i think she's for reals i don't want to tell you why because she points at somebody not like the john edwards guy not like the John. He he. I think he was. Ta- I think he had the talent, and somebody he did a good job. For I just a while. don't understand why psychics do the big group reading, like in and not contact, and people who go there and actually buy a ticket makes no sense to me. It's very. I cried. All I'm saying oh, is yeah, very emotionally yeah, moving. When she trust. points it, no, I wasn't. Well, I was, but I really <laughs> have watched her. I really respect her. She's one of those people. And then I think about it. I'm like, how does she do it so easy? And I'm like, she's like the Michael Phelps of the Olympics, of the Psychic Olympics. <laughs> and I am like the gold. I am definitely a gold medalist, but for the javelin. Nobody really watches <laughs> it, but I'm really good at it. And in my own community, I'm like, yeah, Kathy's up for the javelin. But not the swimming. She's like Michael Phelps. She's really amazing. I don't know You've how been watching way too much TV. <laughs> You've been laying on the couch watching way too much TV. I, I, you know, <sighs> listen, I got to binge watch. I got to finish Game of Thrones. Oh. Totally cried. Totally excited and happy. Can't wait for the end. Freaking out about the big I hope did Spoiler I. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Nice. Oh, my God. Nice. I hope. Sophie, you're going to have to bleep that out. Oh my oh god! My god. Yeah. Is that like evil. a fopa? Stop it right now! We might have to take a break. I don't know. All You're I know is babbling. I'm really sweating in the microphone. I think I need a break, guys. Yes. Okay. No. What? Yeah. I don't even know All right. What's so, um, I need different cards. 
You, what kind of car? What do you mean? Like a deck? <laughs> you want like... I don't even know what's happening. What kind of car? You want to use my Deviant Moon cards? No, I don't. I don't oh. feel Deviant. I need a I need a minute. I need a minute. Here, you can put music on. Cue the music. Cue the music. <laughs> Kathy, Kathy melts like, like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> it's just so under the table. Did you pause it? <laughs> I just need a sip of water and wipe and wipe my brow. <laughs> Who said that? I'm gonna wipe my brow. I expect you to get a full recovery. Thank you. Uh, That's a you'll nice be back. The next time we record, you won't be sweating and babbling. Oh my but gosh! It's pale, totally fun, maybe, maybe. <laughs> and pale and pasty. So, I just wanted to just round this up because I felt a little. I was a little confusing with my expectations of what I felt. So I just want to need help wrapping it up to, to be more clear is that I personally, for me, don't set expectations and not because I feel like things are going to fail or things are, or the shoe is going to drop. Cause I don't believe in that. I believe that life is a course of ups and downs and you're going to go through things and, there are reasons why things don't work out and reasons why things do. And the expectation that the only expectation I do is that things change and people change. And I want to go with that. I want to go with the flow of that. And since that philosophy I have, I've been happier. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that nobody should have expectations and having low expectations is also could not be healthy too. I disagree. If you have low expectations, are you settling? No, I don't think so. Like, I don't have very high expectations with certain people that are around me, um, like at my job. Uh, I've definitely worked with people whom I, I, uh, their negativity was exactly what I expected. My expectations were low that they were going to bring anything of great quality to my life on a daily basis. I think that that's healthy. I think that if I approached every day, like maybe today... That person is not going to be a negative twat. <laughs> and then every day. I don't think day, I have that in my head ever. And then every day I- <laughs> I'll be disappointed. But if I go in like I fully expect that person to be a negative twat. So in order for me to not let that permeate my every day, this, this is my safety plan. And I executed my safety plan every day. So you know that negative so person would not impact me and I was never disappointed in her because she definitely lived up to my expectation of being a negative twat you know what's interesting is I don't even fill my head with that stuff 
Like, I don't even. Well, aren't you a better person than me? No, I never said that. I, I Listen, you and I have been on different paths. We're different personalities, different character. Well, that's what works for you. So that's your safety plan. My safety plan is I don't even engage. Well, I, that's part of my safety plan. <laughs> is that that I was don't, it. I don't even say is so-and-so being that kind of person. I say in my That would be negative twat. <laughs> I just, I'm not going to say it. Uh, a negative ninny. I don't think so. I don't put that in my head. I don't even, when I go in there and somebody's really negative, I really stay away from that person. What is that Scientologist word? I don't when, follow Scientology. No, no, no. It's like when somebody is, oh my God, I have to Google it. Now she's going to have to pause and Google something. No, it's all right. But, it's, um, go ahead. You continue your thought. I'm she's going to Google it right now. What but it? it's a suppressive person. Suppressive person. Yeah. When the Scientologist, if you are, you know, somebody who's not in Scientology and you're of that influence, they call you a suppressive person. And so my suppressive person is a negative twat. That's all my My suppressive is, yeah. person is gone. Don't even sit. It's poof. Done. I don't even engage. I don't because I've had to learn how to not plant the seeds of the negativity. And I because I can't. I just can't even engage. I don't. I ignore. I'm really good at that. I'm really good at looking at somebody while they're talking and being somewhere else and then removing myself. You know, that's what Chris does to me when I talk on too it's much. Brilliant. And I'll say to him, are you listening? What are you thinking about? And he says, I was wondering what is in Yogi Bear's basket. <laughs> was it grapes? Is there water? That, that's a safety plan. We all handle things different plan. ways. But I, 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 just, I, I feel I guess I'm more of a realist than you are. I realistically think I've that. I've never been. I don't. I'm not disappointed. I don't. I'm not. I'm dis- not but I'm I, not disappointed either. So I think we're both good. <laughs> I think we both are good. I don't expect certain people to live up to my expectations of being fucking fabulous and hilarious and the life of the party. I know who they are. I, exp- I, I, I meet people where they are, and that's where my expectations lie with them. Yeah, I think that's true, too. I think it's true. This is a philosophical conversation. There's no right or wrong. It's just what works for you. It's what it's yeah. my mindset that works for me. Mm-hmm. I like I, I don't set myself up where there's a shoe. There's no shoe dropping. Yeah, there is none. Yeah, I've had enough. I've had enough shoes thrown at me where, <laughs> where, by Donovan. <laughs> by that I just let go of that. That that. It's so funny that when we were talking about Donovan and like letting go of that, the idea of that perfect child was. Mm. Um, my moment of like, okay, was I was holding him on my hip and um, he was a little less than a year, about a year. Mm. And we were online at Home Depot and um, he was facing away from me, like my, behind me. And I was just focused on the line in front of me. And... Um, the guy behind us like leaned in and was like, Oh, you're so cute. And Donovan punched him square <laughs> in the nose and said, Oh no, he had to have been a year because he said, don't look. <laughs> and he did not like that. That guy was making eye Good contact him. with him. Good for him. Those were his boundaries. <laughs> and uh, I was clear. like, Oh my God, that guy. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. And the guy was like, all right, I won't look at you. Jeez. You know? And I was like, okay so i remember like uh you know when he was three and the psychiatrist said to us like make the list 
of all of the things that make you think that he's um, a different child and we had a legal pad and we kept writing and writing and writing and writing we had like four or five pages and uh that was one of my top you know things when he just you know, punches strangers i you know i <laughs> have a to child, say a little baby you know i want to just if we're gonna start ending this conversation and it just kind of came to my head that with my both my kids and i know sophie's listening and donovan can't hear this but I am so glad that I let go of expectations because, you know, Mm. if I was in a different mindset, I would expect my child not to be successful. I would expect my child not to be verbal. I'd expect my child not to have a job, not to participate in the Special Olympics. Right. If I put expectations of what I thought what was the right thing, I would have limited my child. If we listened to all the quote-unquote experts. Mm -hmm. Now, there's something to be said about... Um, weighing all of the weighing all of the um, information that doctors and experts gave us and how we kind of we did pick and choose what we decided to believe or whatever I have to say though I I I could see him in my head now and both my kids have exceeded any expectations I could have ever had they 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 are not they don't go on the straight and narrow. I didn't want my kids going on the straight and narrow. I wanted them to live life and be the best that they could be, and they are. Uh, you know, Donovan was home uh, this weekend, and all he kept doing was coming and saying, Mom, you need a drink of water? You drinking water? Mom, let me give you a hug. You want me to walk the dog? And I would have never expected that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect him to do that when he came home. Mm-hmm. And... You know, Sophie uh, has gone above and beyond while I had my hip thing and is making arrangements so I don't have to drive to my doctor's, uh, uh, you know, doctor's appointment because I'm not supposed to drive. That exceeds any expectations I could have had. I'm glad I didn't have them. I'm glad I didn't put the limits on on them, you know, because mm. they're dynamite. I got dynamite kids. I mm. love you. I love you, Sophie. Oh, oh God. I had a sappy moment. So sappy. Love it. All right. Well, um, while we are I'm gonna on... throw out a couple of cards. Oh, is that what you want to yeah, do? Yeah, we're gonna throw out a couple of cards. Well, first I wanna what's the moon where are we with the moon right now? The moon card came up in my live feed on Facebook. Well, we're almost at the full moon right now. Shoo. At this uh what does that mean, Don? You talk about the moon. And the moon is almost full. Well, I well, I love the full moon in October. I'll tell you that right now. It's <gasps> the last it's the one best. of the year. It's the best. It's so powerful. It's very powerful. Um, I like, this is the end of the pagan year. The the wheel. I'm just distracted. Um, uh, this is the this is the end of our year. Right, and right. holidays are starting. You know, and I haven't, speaking of expectations, I have yet to, you know, my habit is that, you know, there's always, um, you know, there's a Sabbath and then the equinox or the solstice. And between Beltane, which was May 1st, and the uh, fall equinox, I had put a job on myself. Like my, what I was going to work on was I was shifting my friendship energy towards yeah. people whom I've wanted to get to know better yeah, and whom I've wanted to spend more time with. Mm-hmm. And um, I made that a reality. And I've had a very busy social summer and I've made connections with some really great new people. And I've made 
uh, new connections with really great people whom I've known. Yeah. And so I made that, that was like my project, so to speak. And I have yet to, the Equinox has come and gone, and I have yet to decide what my, you know, October through February 2nd, you know, self-imposed project is. I am hmm. not um, really sure. Okay, well, so you're going we to talk about that. But what? Well, it's already passed. The equinox happened September twenty second, yes. and I like to go make my project through to February second, and um, I love that holiday very much. Um, it's a sad. So I have yet. It's to like the Thanksgiving. It's like those in the Wiccan Thanksgiving Samhain. Well, Samhain is the is that thir- is, is now is is, is October thirty first. Um, very exciting about that. Yeah, but the full moon is, um, you know, it's uh, it's the it's the do over, it's the it's the now is the time to put all of your energy into whatever it is. Like it's everything's at a heightened sensitivity. Um, Can I just tell? Like that just yes. Thinking about sensitivity, the veil's very thin right now. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about ghost stories. Our next podcast. Yes. So I want to. I just want to interject. I apologize for interrupting you, but it was on my head. It wasn't on my head. (laughs) There was nothing on my head. It was in my head. Oh my, jeez. Anyway, that's all right. So it was in my head, and uh, if you're somebody who sages, please sage. If you're somebody who prays, pray in your house. If you're somebody who meditate, meditate in your house, because the veil from the living and the dead is very thin. So Mm -hmm. if you've been experienced little things like uh seeing people that you had in your head mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they pop up yeah that's no quint getting yeah yeah if uh you're feeling somebody who's passed on don and i were just talking about dad yeah we both had very profound dreams uh, about dad i was laying on the night. couch and even though i was on some narcotic <laughs> i was <laughs> i was on a narcotic and i was laying uh you know facing the wall because my right hip hurt and so I'm laying down and I'm going to sleep and I jilted and I thought Henry touched my side and he was just eating a bowl of cereal and he was like no I didn't touch you and I was like and all of a sudden I went dad and I just knew he was checking in on me and that's how he used to say hey you okay like rubbing your side and then Donna just expressed that she had a really vivid dream Very about it. Very vivid dream. So you're going to be Very. dreaming about people that have passed on. That's yeah. that's not mm-hmm. that's not a dream. They're saying hi. You know, yeah. really embrace it. Yeah, that's this time of year. So that's why it's my favorite time of year. Yeah. It's really close. So I just, I pulled out three cards and I pulled out the two of wands, the lovers and strength. And the two of wands is a man holding the world in one hand and a wand in the left hand. And it really means being present when I look at it. And I think it's just validating kind of the things that I was talking about. And Donna made some valid points, too, is you have to do what feels right for you. But really think about in your relationships or in work, your partnerships, your friendships, your family life. Or your children, the expectations you're putting on them. Is it something that you want because it's something you never had and you're imposing it? Is it that you want your children, your people in your life to do better than you or or be like you? Or is it self-imposed? This is a great time for self-reflection and maybe let it go and trust that people have their path. 
all people have their own path and just go with the flow and it might exceed your expectations and that's the best part of it this is the time for relationships and new things coming in so new friendships are coming in People are going to be leaving relationships that aren't working for them. Uh, You're going to be very powerful. You're going to be really strong in yourself. So I think that having expectations or no expectations or low expectations or high expectations, you know, leave it to the universe Mm -hmm. and see what happens. Describe the other cards. The lover's cards is two naked people, which is very fun with like kind of an angel overhead and it's yellow, it's bright. Um, and the strength card is a woman over with a lion, um, petting a lion. And the strength is in, what I love about the strength card is the strength is inside you, that you are strong enough to face what works for you. I think that's been a theme for us. Like mm-hmm. when we talk about all these topics, change, uh, what else did we talk about? I could just talk boundaries yeah. and even just any kind of topic. It's about really putting you first and what works so that you can ha- be happy and safe and healthy and, and think about the people around you and are you doing it for them or doing it for yourself? When you take care of yourself, then you can take care of others. That includes the expectations. Mm-hmm. Did you want to have something to add? No. Oh, I was just listening. Oh, good. Sorry. No, that's okay. I love that you were listening. I really feel like the universe has got everybody's back right now. Let's just do it. And especially now, everybody's really sad and Everything going on in the universe is in our world changing. You know, focus on kindness and love. Yeah, just focus just love. On, the, on the, you know, I, if you don't have the means to actually um, uh, make direct change in people's lives who have been affected yeah. by uh, tragedy, um, hurricanes shootings or, yeah. um you know what you can do is just be kind to the people around you that you encounter i remember after the yeah. sandy hook massacre Ugh. um somebody i didn't know i didn't know how to process that um because the evils against children is just too hard to digest and uh, someone had a good suggestion of for the number of victims, I want to say there were 26. I can't yeah, remember. That's okay. To do that number of acts of kindness yeah. for them. And um, some of them were very well received. Some of them were not. Like yeah. I wanted to pay for somebody's lunch. And the guy who owned the deli was like, well, now I have, that's on me now. I'm not going to, of course, I'm not going to charge them. I was like, here, I'm going to give you money right now. He's like, well, no, now I look like an idiot. How am I? (laughs) And it ended up being like, kind of, uh, we're friends. So it was a friendly argument. And then this guy behind me was like, well, now I have to buy somebody. (laughs) It ended up being, it was a funny thing, but it, I didn't mean it for, I just tried to do something nice. Um, Paying it forward, I think, is... A fantastic way. Yeah, you know, uh, at the theater, we've started when people say, I have an extra ticket. Um, can I get a refund? We say, no, we've actually implemented the option of you can pay it forward if you want. And people really do like that idea. And sometimes when it's like a really good seat location, we're like, thank the person next to you because they just told us to pay right. it forward. Right. And uh, that is an option. And there was... Um, uh, 
when I was doing the Sandy Hook thing, I went to pay for the person behind me at the Dunkin' Donuts um, yeah. drive through and I get up there, and they're like, it was paid for already. It was like, well, I was going to pay. <laughs> and the guy was like, this has been going on all morning. <laughs> it's very annoying. What a great problem to have. It that is everybody's really a problem to have. You know what? I think it's a fantastic problem to have where everybody's yeah. wanting, like Jones and to be kind to people. You know, it's just, um, you know, just take a moment the next time you want to yell at a stranger or be yeah. mad at a stranger and just, um, you know, change the people around you. I remember, you know, when I was in um, a relationship with a woman and I was not coming out as a lesbian because I don't think I'm a lesbian. I think I just fell in love with a person and I, I had such um, negative adversarial um things said to me by both my gay friends and my straight friends and uh somebody told me just change the people immediately around you if they're acquaintances fuck them who cares what they think and i have been operating that way yeah always yeah. where um i don't expect people to embrace my spiritual beliefs or my pagan you know religion or traditions I don't put it in people's faces. I don't, I'm not confrontational, but when I have the opportunity to express myself uh, on a personal level with someone, um, it's amazing how open-minded people really are. It's amazing how much we are actually alike. Amen to that. And so, can I, I want to add to that mm -hmm. because I want to say this is that not only doing something kind like that, but when things like this happen, I what I do on a daily, I always tell whoever I love and they're in the room and anybody I'm with is how grateful I am for them uh -huh. and give them a compliment of some kind and say, you know, you really make me feel good that you're spending time with me. It really makes me feel great that you took the time out and I got uh, my friend sent me the edibles, you know, the food. edible arrangement. Arrangement. Stop <laughs> saying edibles. I thought I thought I was talking about underwear. They would totally love pot. if they sent me underwear. <laughs> Sophie and I both perked up. We were like, who sent you edibles? Edible. And you were like, you know, the the bouquet the of bouquet. cantaloupe. It's delicious. Yeah, that's not edibles. That's <laughs> edible arrangements, McFly. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> edibles so and edible arrangements, they were fantastic. They love me. My friend sent me food. I just, I'm just so grateful. And just telling people how much, how important they are to you makes a huge difference mm -hmm. because you don't know where that person's at. Yeah. I don't. And don't expect them to say that to you. Do not expect that to say anything. I think that's I the I think downfall. that's a great ending. Yeah. And don't expect it in return because yeah. you'll get it somewhere else. You'll get it somewhere else. Are you talking about edible? Remember that the sisters book private readings. Contact them via email, thesistersareinn at gmail.com, or message them on their Facebook page.